Welcome to the WSU Wheat Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Drew Lyon, and I want to thank you for joining me as we explore the world of small grains production and research at Washington State University. In each episode, I speak with researchers from WSU and the USDA ARS to provide you with insights into the latest research on wheat and barley production. If you enjoy the WSU Wheat Beat podcast, do us a favor and subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcasting app. And leave us a review while you're there so others can find the show too. My guest today is Sarah Halliburton. Sarah is a master's student in the Soil Sciences program. She received her undergraduate degree in organic and sustainable agriculture from WSU. She is working with Dr. Steve Van Fleet, Whitman County Regional Extension Specialist. Sarah's research is evaluating the performance of winter and spring pea varieties in certified organic and non-organic production systems. In addition, she is evaluating the soil microbial communities in the different systems and varieties. Sarah is from Kennewick, Washington, and hopes to pursue a career in extension. Hello, Sarah. Hi, Drew. Great to be here. So what is the Washington State Legume Variety Testing Program, and what is the goal of the program? The Legume Variety Testing Program is a subsection of the Small Grains Testing Program here at WSU, and we grow out different pulse cultivars to evaluate the growth and agronomic traits the goal of the program is to be able to provide that information to the growers um, so that they can make informed decisions about which varieties are best suited to their specific growing situation um, with all that good information. On average, we test 21 varieties of winter peas, 35 varieties of spring peas, and 14 varieties of each chickpeas and lentils every year. And then in the next few years, we're hoping to begin trialing winter lentil varieties and followed a few years later by winter chickpea varieties, which we're really excited about those new winter crops coming into our program. And then, of course, we look at a whole bunch of different different parameters um, for information that we can provide to the growers. And we have our set parameters that we look at, and then we also collect any other information. Uh, for example, last year, we had a lot of loss to deer and elk. And we like to be able to provide all of that information that's going to be practical and useful to the growers. Okay, so a lot like the small grain variety testing program, but with legumes. Is that correct? And how long is, I know it seems like they were tested at one time and then there was a period of time where they weren't being tested. How long has, has uh, Steve been doing this and how long have you been involved in the variety testing program? I have only been involved in the variety testing program since last year okay. when I began here as a graduate student. Um, to my knowledge, Steve has been working with variety testing for at least the last five years. Okay. Um, but it has grown. It is yeah. growing. We get more varieties every year and uh, working on also utilizing more locations across eastern Washington. Okay. I know one of the issues the, the small grain variety testing program has is what what varieties do we test? There's a lot out there. How do, you, how do you decide what varieties are going to go into the program? So we can accept varieties from anybody that wants to participate in the program. Um, but we mostly work on testing the most current varieties and the varieties that we think are going to be best suited to the growers in our area and most beneficial for issues that they're facing. Uh, currently, we test the top varieties from North Dakota State University, Meridian Seed, 
the USDA and ProGene. So we have institutional as well as private coming in and we evaluate the information that the breeders send us on the seed in order to choose which varieties to go ahead and put in our trials. Okay. Um, you seem to have some interest also in, in how these varieties perform both in conventional systems as well as organic systems. Why, why are you interested in that performance difference? Do you see differences in those different systems between varieties? We absolutely see differences uh, between organic and and I'm going to go ahead and use the word non-organic systems. Okay. We, we often use the term conventional, uh, but I want to tip my hat to our, our wonderful collaborating farmers because I wouldn't call them conventional in any sense. Uh, all of them have very innovative management management strategies um, that we and, and and wonderful soil quality at a lot of these places. Um, and and so I I stray away from the conventional term because okay. uh, really what is conventional, but. We want to look at those differences because it's been shown with different crops already that one variety that does fantastic in a non-organic system will not be the best performing variety in an organic system. So if we want to enable farmers to be able to grow certified organic, we need to be able to provide them with varieties that are going to perform well in that management system. And so we see a lot of different issues. We have a lot higher weed pressure in organic systems. And some of the varieties do a lot better competing with the weeds than other varieties. So that's, a, that's one of the big parameters that we're looking at, as well as um, disease resistance, because we can't treat organic seed uh, the same All way right. that we treat conventional seed, um, which has been a fairly large issue for us so far this year in some of our locations having some pretty big loss to that and looking at how we could manage that organically. So you test the same varieties in the non-organic and the organic, or do you have different varieties that you'll put into the organic test versus the non-organic tests? Right now we're testing the same varieties in the organic and non-organic systems so that we can look at those varieties. However, the varieties that we chose, some of them were bred for more sustainable systems. Uh, lower input systems. And so we're hoping that some of those varieties will perform better in the organic and we'll see uh, a difference. We'll see a marked difference in, in which varieties thrive in different environments. So as your knowledge improves on this down in the future, you may be able to decide this, this variety is for the organic and this one is for non-organic? Absolutely. And, you know, we use those terms, but really the goal of this you know, program and with my research working into the variety testing program is to be able to provide the growers the information. And because everybody has a different management strategy, sometimes aspects of a variety that we say this, this variety does great in an organic system. You know, if, if a farmer is trying to use really low herbicides, uh, then maybe that variety would be best for him if it has really good weed competition. Okay. So you mentioned a few parameters like competition with weeds. What are some of the other parameters you're using to assess varietal performance? Uh, so in the variety testing program and in my research, we always do soil testing. That's the first thing I want to bring up because that can make a big difference in how different uh, varieties perform across locations. And um, particularly with, with pulse crops and with peas especially, they like a little bit higher of a pH 
and we just don't have the varieties that tolerate these really low pHs that we sometimes encounter across the Palouse. Right. Um, so soil testing is key. Soil testing is number one for us. And but then we will also looking at lodging, look at lodging using canopy height. We look at weed competition and plant vigor, like I said, and then we. Uh, for my research, not for all of the variety testing, but for some of them, we do protein content and amino acid profiles. I'll particularly be looking at sulfur-containing amino acids and comparing those values with sulfur soil and tissue tests. Some of those amino acids are important for the nutritional content of the peas that we're trying to develop. And then we're also going to use N15 isotope analysis to evaluate the efficiency of the biological nitrogen fi fixation especially in organic systems, that nitrogen fixation is a huge part of why you add the legume crops to your system. And then we were measuring disease severity and looking at that in a, in a informal way. Okay, and I assume yield then also. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Straight yield, yield and yield quality. And yield versus usable yield, we have our pea weevil damage Okay. that will be trying to assess percentage of damaged seed versus whole. So I'm kind of intrigued by this weed competitiveness. How, how do you measure weed competitiveness in a, in a variety? There's a couple of different things we're doing. And of course, there's a lot of confounding um, when we have disease issues that reduce a stand. Right. Uh, it's going to have a harder time competing with weeds. But we look at cover, you know, percent ground cover and plant height and growth in the early season, um, especially that we're seeing they shade out. So canopy cover is a big one and uh, as well as stand density. Yeah. Seems like when peas really get to grow and they can really compete, but when they're, when they're small and young, that's when they're vulnerable to those weed populations. Absolutely. And so we hope with the winters we have seen and we're hoping to see if we can plant early enough, if we get moisture early enough that those winter peas will grow enough in the fall to have suppression for fall competitiveness for fall weeds as well as weeds that are germinating in the springtime. Okay, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be watching for that. That's a particular area of interest. So you mentioned it earlier that um, peas are a pretty important component of a lot of organic systems. Why, can you tell our listeners why, um, why legumes are so important to organic systems? Legumes, you know, I think are important to any system personally, but in organic systems, particularly out here in the Palouse, it's all about that nitrogen. The legumes and the peas in particular can, using that biological nitrogen fixation, can add a lot of nitrogen into your system that it can be difficult and or expensive to get into your system with other ways organically. And then we're also looking at breaking up disease cycles from small grain crops that are going to be your cash crop in this situation, um, whether that be wheat or barley. And then the weed competition, we're really hoping breaking up weed cycles and getting cover on the ground. And the winter peas also soil conservation, getting your ground covered over the winter time. So you're reducing erosion losses, which tend to be potentially higher in certified organic systems that can't use herbicides, a lot of times the result is a little bit more tillage that's going to lead to higher risk of erosion. And so 
cover over the winter always is going to help with that. Very good. So um, where can people go to learn more about the uh, variety, the legume variety testing program? So like I said earlier, the legume variety testing program is part of the small grains variety testing program. So we are on smallgrains.wsu.edu. And you can see the Pulse Variety Testing Program selection under the Variety Selection and Testing tab. Um, also, if you had specific questions, you can contact Steve Van Vliet through the Whitman County Extension Office in Colfax. All right. Excellent. Well, thank you very much for your time today, uh, Sarah. Thank you, Drew. Thanks for joining us and listening to the WSU Wheat Beat Podcast. If you liked what you hear, don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes or your favorite podcasting app. If you have questions or topics you'd like to hear on future episodes, please email me at drew.lyon, that's L-Y-O-N, at wsu.edu. You can find us online at smallgrains.wsu.edu and on Facebook and Twitter at WSU Small Grains. The WSU Wheat Beat Podcast is a production of Connors Communications in the College of Agricultural, Human, and Natural Resource Sciences at Washington State University. I'm Drew Lyon. We'll see you next time.